That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. All right, we're back, Dr. Dave. This is Dr. Kara. What's our show called? Why don't you introduce Dr. Lori? Welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic <laughs> Podcast with Dr. Dave and Dr. Kara. And we're very excited today to have Dr. Lori, who's a classmate of mine. Hi, welcome. Hi, Dr. Kara. Hi, Dr. Dave. Thank you for having me here. I'm super excited. Yes, we're pumped to have you. And also, you were, you were like so excited to be on our show. So, of course, of course, we're super excited to have you back too. Um, Lori, tell us, maybe tell us a little bit uh, about yourself, like where you're working and, and how you got into it. And then we'll get into uh, your sort of unique perspective on, on how you go about treatment. Okay, so I graduated from naturopathic college about 10 years ago, and shortly after graduation, when I started seeing patients, I realized that we're dealing with chronic illnesses here, different habits that people have um, gained throughout the years that is just way beyond a one-hour appointment visit. So I quickly learned that um, patients need a lot more integrative care to their wellness if there's any chance for them to get well. So just by adding a supplement or um, even just a couple different lifestyle changes, um, it takes months and months for them to actually change um, years of disease that's been built up over the years. So um, it was af after my first, uh, one of my very first patients in clinic who um, was on disability, and he was on maybe six or seven different medications. Um, he was the one that gave me the idea of having more of an integrative retreat style practice where I can lay out a plan for him saying, okay, from nine to five, this is what your protocol is going to be, and let's see your, your um, health start to transform. And so this patient now from 10 years ago, it's pretty amazing. He's biking all the time. He's in the best health that he's ever been from being on, seeing all the specialists out there on several medications and not really knowing what to do next. So it's opportunities like that where you're seeing patients who are kind of at their uh, wits end. And I seem to attract the ones where they're saying, okay, you're my last, <laughs> you're my last resort. What do I do now? <laughs> and so I, I like that in a sense of they're willing to do anything that you say, and they really are hungry to get healthy. So that's yeah, and we've talked to a few guests and Dr. Dave and I have talked about this, how um, working with the cancer population has a lot of challenges, but one of them, um, one of the silver linings is that that population tends to really be engaged and proactive in um, seeking solutions and like doing what is required. Is that yeah, what following you through, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I've actually seen... Um, it's been a mix, actually, where some people are just so 
miseducated in when it comes to cancer care. They really look at their oncologist as if it's a god, and they really think that it's just drugs, um, chemo, radiation, um, and they don't really see the full picture of why their cancer developed in the first place. So um, I find the ones that come to see me are the ones where either their cancer came back and they think, okay, wow, that treatment um, wasn't a cure is what the doctors thought it were telling them um, or the ones where maybe they weren't responding to conventional medicine. So they're looking outside the box. Um, but you're right. When someone is typically diagnosed with something like cancer, they usually want to do everything you say to change, but it is a whole education slope there where it's not just about taking a drug like they've thought for so many years and there's so much more to it. And if they don't change their whole lifestyle, yes, the cancer will come back. Yeah, we know so many of them are so, so uh, affected by lifestyle and, uh, you know, as a, as a sort of preventative. And I'm sure like a, a drug is even going to work better in someone who's got a better lifestyle and takes good care of themselves. What I thought was really cool about uh, what we were talking about um, off the record a little bit before was, you know, me and Kara talk about this too, like how you have maybe you have an hour with someone or, you know, 30 to 75 minutes with someone and you're trying to change their entire life in 30 to 75 minutes and like it, yeah. you do the best you can and when it's when it hits home well then it's gonna it's gonna do you'll you'll be you're better off for sure but what's what's so different about your approach that we really want to highlight yeah, so I um, every visit you just know as a naturopath you're impacting them in some way and they're going to take away little tidbits of information and apply it and all of those changes are going to have a positive effect on their health, which is amazing. But I, when it comes to healthcare, I just feel like I myself am very impatient. I want to see results right away. And so a plan that would typically um, maybe would take six months to see, I want to see those changes happen in weeks because something like cancer or something that's so debilitating to them, they want to see results right away. So what I've done is really created more of a retreat style center where it's very, um, they're just immersed in their health and they're treating their health as if it's a job. So they're not coming in for an IV, which is maybe an hour to hour treatment and then going home and having the high stress and eating a bag of Doritos or whatever they would do in their lifestyle. They know that, okay, you're paying for this treatment, but let's get 90, the rest of your lifestyle congruent with what our end goal is. So how does that, how does that look? Like if say, say someone, uh, say I come to you uh, and I eat like a standard, whatever diet and we have a talk and I've got some, uh, you know, I've got some lifestyle, uh, dependent cancer, like a prostate cancer or something like that. I'm coming to you and I'm like, you know, uh, Dr. Laurie, help me out here. I don't really know where to even start. Um, and I know you do IV and I know supplements may be part of it and diet is important and all that. But like, what's, what is it going to look like beyond that sort of basic naturopathic oncology care that this person may end up doing, like with regards to the retreat setup? Yeah. So I've realized throughout the years of offering this type of care that just kind of like immersing someone into a retreat style, it's, um, it's quite intense. So I've changed it where I can have a few weeks leading up to the program where they're starting to make those diet changes and lifestyle changes. Um, so then when they get to the clinic that their, their body's not going into this shock of like what health actually is and what that looks like. Um, so for example, some simple things that I would get them to do leading up into the clinic would um, knowing what foods are inflammatory 
So just something so simple of, as an anti-inflammatory diet. So giving meal plans saying, okay, remove this from your diet and these ones you want to increase. So that would be the ones that are low glycemic index, um, ones that are feeding the gut, the ones that are full of phytochemicals, so all the vegetables, all the things that we know is promoting health at the end of the day. And it doesn't really matter what cancer that you have, um, or even what condition you have really at the end of the day, even with diabetes, with hormone imbalances, you do want to follow the foods that are um, low on the glycemic index. So I'm basically preparing them for that. I would actually add in um, intermittent fasting as well. So just knowing for cancer care, there's thousands of journal articles when it comes to the benefits of giving your body and digestive system a break. So restricting food, even if it's for 12 hours, because a lot of times people are eating from first thing in the morning all the way until they go to bed. And so you're constantly spiking this insulin release, which we know is a growth factor in feeding cancer cells. So just learning simple things like that. Okay, let's just cut out food for 12 hours of the day while you're sleeping pretty much anyways. So these simple strategies. And then once they come into the clinic, they're not so um, dependent on having these foods all of the time. They're kind of prepped for what we're about to do. Um, so I guess to answer your question of what actually happens in this retreat center is we would um, provide all of the, the nutrition. So basically you'll be... Um, Technically, I don't want to say fasting, but you're almost like feasting on nutrition for the entire week. So every hour and a half, you're given something to help feed your body. So whether that is um, digestive enzymes, um, greens, green juices, um, bone broths, things that are really fueling your body. So we do still want to implement fasting in that strategy, but we're looking at how can we feed your body and your immune system to get stronger throughout this process while eliminating everything else that's really distracting and weighing you down. And it makes it super easy in a way, I guess, because you're providing all that for a week, right? So like you just you just show up and, and you that's all sort of taken care of. Is that that's exactly it. Because what I found too is people who are terminally ill and very sick on sick, sick leave, um, not working, and maybe they don't have the best support system, they want to get well. So when I would see them for that one hour appointment, um, I'd say, okay, you need to juice your greens and you need to steam your broccoli. And in their head, they're thinking, I can't even get out of bed. I'm so yeah. tired. So they're not going to go out and buy organic vegetables and um, wash them with apple cider vinegar before they like they just do not have the energy for that and i get that like your mindset is in a totally different like i just want to survive this day so to really go above and beyond um to do all the things you need to do to really be healthy that's what i want to provide so we're almost like upregulating that and getting your body stronger so then we can implement all these strategies when they leave the clinic and then at home they can carry those habits on. And Lori, what stage are what stage of uh, journeys are are people coming to you at? Like wh where in the journey of cancer are they? I would say literally all over the spectrum. Uh, yeah. My very first cancer patient, he was given a month to live. Um, he was terminally um, diagnosed palliative basically. And he was like slumped over in a wheelchair and his wife was saying, okay, I heard there's something to naturopathic medicine. Like we want, he want he's not ready to die. So what else can we do? So literally from that palliative stage to, um, people 
where they have stage four and the chemo, they're not responding anymore. Um, I get a lot of people lately actually where they're first diagnosed and they want to have a more integrative plan, which is my favorite. Like, let's start these mm-hmm. things right away and not wait mm-hmm. for the very last minute. Um, but then also there's people where um, it would be a few years after their treatments are done and they say, okay, I now am finding I can't lose weight or my hormones are awful. My, my fatigue is there. And so I just, they know that there's other things they can do, um, that not necessarily for the cancer, but just so they feel good after that cancer diagnosis. So it's literally all over the spectrum. And you're creating an environment. Like we've talked about this a few times, I think Kara, about like creating the environment for success. And that's, that's like an intense, uh, environment created for success with that, you know, when you're just fully immersed and it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard not to do well, I bet when you're, you know, really, really well taken care of. I just think it's such a really cool, um, sorry, I I didn't put my thoughts together too well here. I just, I'm just reacting. I think it's such a really cool, um, uh, smart, uh, way about, about, uh, addressing, uh, severe chronic illness like cancer Mm-hmm. by just immersing you in in like a, a a sort of environment that makes it almost impossible to not get some benefit going forward. Yeah, exactly. And we really encourage, so the all the treatments and services um, would happen between nine and five of the day. And then they go home and we say, rest, like you need to go home and go to bed by seven or eight PM. Like, don't feel like you have to do all these things because we know that cortisol response and stress, like what that does to our immune system and how our body is able to focus on cancer. So we really want to set the stage of exactly that. We want you just to be immersed in let's get you healthy and get you stronger. And um, not just saying here, take these supplements um, or just introduce mm-hmm. one vegetable. Like it's really just like really saturating their body with health. And uh, Dr. Laurie, is there a, like is there a community aspect to this as well? Like, do the patients interact, or are there group uh, components as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the um, IV room set up and even kind of like a a lounge area, but we have actually a a juicing bar in the clinic. So it's pretty cool. Like our waiting room is more of a bar setting. So people (laughs) can sit around in their bar stools and like hang out. And I feel like that is like 50% of the therapy right now because they're learning about each other's journeys and saying, what did you do? Okay. this And even when it comes to um, the therapies that we're doing, sometimes you do feel worse before you feel better. Mm -hmm. So if you're detoxing the first few days, you kind of feel crappy. Like you might feel like just having a nap and resting. And then, so we provide those lounge chairs here so they can sleep for in between every treatment, but then also that community aspect where they're talking with each other, learning from one another and really motivating each other saying like, why, what is motivating you to live? Like, why do you want to be doing this really intense program that isn't fun in the moment, but they, oh, my lights just went off there. Um, yeah. So that is a big part of the, the clinic as well. So, and I, I would imagine, um, actually when we talked to Dr. Kutcher, Katrina Cox, um, I think earlier on episode four or five, I think, um, you know, she was saying sometimes the problems of cancer groups are that it just becomes a place to congregate, um, kind of to commiserate, right? Like to talk about how bad you're feeling or how terrible the chemo was. Um, And I can imagine that when you bring together groups of your type of patients, they're there um, because they're being proactive and want to 
change their health and have goals. So that must be really nice for them to find other people who are, are approaching it that way. Oh, it's amazing. It's ex- exactly that. Like people who don't really want to invest in their health and invest in that end goal, um, they're not going to be the ones that join this type of retreat style. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. The people that are attracted to this are the ones that have a really strong uh, faith system too. So they're not, they don't tend to be negative or like, oh, why me? Like this just happened to me. They feel like they're almost more empowered because of the cancer and they say, what else can I do? What have I not done in the past? Is this a, I want this to be a pivoting moment where I can go forward and change things. And they really feel, um, and they do feed off one another too, right? They motivate each other and it's really sweet. Like I'll see them bring flowers for one another and just like have that environment of, um, supporting, even like hearing each other cry and that emotional release. I feel like that's more of the therapy than even what the therapist um, mm. here do, right? Like just having that network. It's really nice. You know what this reminds me of is I've done this, these Vipassana retreats and um, the, I don't know if you guys know about them, but they're like a 10 day noble silence, like meditation for people who are not um, farting around. Uh, sounds the, terrible. It's I know, something <laughs> I would sounds never like join. my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it several times, uh, but the, <laughs> the point is they, they, make, they make the environment uh, impossible. Like basically when you're there, all you have to do is like uh, put the fork to your mouth and wipe your bum and brush your teeth. You know what I mean? Like they cook yes. all the food. Uh, you've got lodgings. Um, there's individual meditation. There's group meditation. You don't talk, but the funny thing is about group meditation, you always do better. We always yeah. do better. There's like this weird sort mm-hmm. of primate brain thing where we try and like do our best in front of other primates. And, uh, but they basically build this environment where it's like so hard yeah. to not, because trust me, meditating your face off for like eight to 10 hours a day is not super fun. Trust me. It's, it's sort of insane, but they make it such that like the environment is only for crazy committed people. And that, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly who I want to attract. Is that how you market it? This is a program for crazy committed people. If you're slightly insane, then we welcome you. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't have said crazy, but I, I use the wrong, super committed people. You said people, it like, endearingly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like if you really want a change, that is what you need to do. Like, I'm sorry, when it comes to cancer, I hear all the time where they say, oh, I up to my green tea or I hear this and my cancer come, came back and I'm pissed off about it. But no, we know there's so much more to the story. And even part of that retreat style, I want to do outside testing. So um, there's a couple tests like nutrition genome where you can see uh, like as far as your genetics, what foods you should be eating, carrying on like a, for your own um, genetic profile. But then also, have you been exposed to heavy metals for most of your life? Is that something we need to start chelating and getting rid of? Or are your hormones completely, like, are you extremely adrenal fatigued? Like, that's what we need to look at too. So we're digging deeper, but without that one week or um, without that deep cleaning and resetting your system, it's almost like, I don't want to say you're wasting your money, but like you're really chasing something that is a like cancer is not something. It's not like a common cold, right? Like you really have to change um, your entire internal environment. Mm-hmm. So can we, uh, you've just mentioned a couple, well, uh, some uh, cool assessments that you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about the clinic and some of the more specific uh, therapies that you're providing? Sure. Yeah. So, um, 
One thing that I do like to look at, so I guess I can tell in more of a, um, a story. I had a patient who could not get his hemoglobin up after chemotherapy. So he had several rounds of chemo and his hemoglobin was low for months and kept having to do um, blood transfusions month after month. And so we decided to test for his heavy metals just to see what kind of chemicals are remaining in his body and what is interfering with his ability to even hold on to iron and um, for it to boost his system. So we ended up seeing that his lead levels was, I want to say, 20 times higher than what it should have been. Was this so in for, his blood or in urine? What did, what did you test? Um, so it was a provoked urine test yeah. um, from doctor's data. And um, so for us just to say, oh, let's keep giving you um, iron, like, or I'm sure that's what the conventional route would be. Let's give you things just to boost your iron. We want to know why was that iron not building in the first place. So mm -hmm. um, part of a protocol that I would do for him, and I know after so many rounds of chemo that his kidneys were not um, as strong as they should or filtrating properly either. So we had to be careful with, with what kind of chelating agents we used. But for him, we would do um, high-dose chlorella, we would use cilantro, some more of the more gentle things that bind um, to lead. And then we would incorporate coffee enemas as well. So when you're getting the liver detoxing and releasing bile, that's carrying out heavy metals. So um, the other things would be ozone saunas that we would do in the clinic. So um, by oxidating and allowing those chemicals to be released, this actually can be released through skin, which is pretty exciting. So same effect as infrared saunas where you're sweating out the metals, but it was only after doing a series of, I'd say it was not, it wasn't too long. It was maybe like three months of really cleaning up his system. It was the first time in even like a year where he didn't have to have those transfusions anymore. So when he cool. saw his hemoglobin going up over a hundred, it was like, and then that wasn't something that he had to continue doing. Like once those, that exposure is out of your body, it's something that um, your body has that innate intelligence to really maintain. So, um, so that would be one of the testing heavy metals. I find most people are exposed to that, whether it's just from um, being outside in the high pollution rates or in our foods. Um, and one thing we don't realize too is that we carry on um, – that toxicity from four generations back. So even infants at birth, there's over 200 metals and chemicals in the yeah, placenta. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. it's right. Crazy. And so you think like you're born into this really toxic environment where our cells are just overburdened. So no wonder we're coming out with more chronic disease. And I've even seen too where um, young women and men are having cancer, right? It's no longer just like, oh, you're over 40 or 50. Like we have 20 year olds with breast cancer and mm -hmm. it's, it's really sad, right? They think, what did I do? It's not in my family history. How come I have this? But I like, yeah, knowing that the rate is one out of every two people, it's not shocking to me. Like that's not surprising. I'm going to bore the listeners who hear all these, uh, all these podcasts with this, with the simple, the oversimplified Davism that removing bad things is often more important than adding lots of good things. And sometimes you have to add good things to get rid of the bad things. But like the, the heavy metals and toxins are a perfect example of that. If you just sort of get out of the get out of the way of normal physiology, it's amazing what the what the body can do, right? It's exactly that. And even um, just mindset alone, right? So people that are coming in who are in really horrible relationships and they're like, I'm eating everything perfectly and I meditate and I do all these things. And then they go home to a really 
awful partner. It's like that alone is so toxic and <laughs> that what that's doing. So it's like, even if toxicity means like the people you hang around with, like we need to reevaluate how that's making us feel and get rid of toxicity in it's <laughs> funny you said that because because <laughs> the guy i um the guy who teaches well jean-pierre barral of the barral institute the osteopath he, i mean he's on another level i just i think the world of him but sometimes people will come to him and his diagnosis will be like wrong job or <laughs> or like wrong wife <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it, it's right? so true though this guy's this guy's on another level right like this guy's one of the most amazing uh, manual therapists in the world. And, and at some point he goes, yeah, it's not your, it's not your liver rubbing on your stomach. Yeah. Maybe it's, <laughs> it's like that. Yo, he's also in the French wrong though, job. right? He's French. So he has the, uh, blunt, <laughs> a, a good capacity to be very blunt. <laughs> Yeah. And I love that. Like, I think people need to hear that. Right. It's like, it's so incongruent with what you want. Like you're working so hard trying to get healthy and spending all this money on whatever the next, um, whatever they're ordering Mm -hmm. online or whatever they're doing. But really, if it's like so obvious, whether it's their job, that's so toxic. Um, you really have to think like, is that worth it? Like, is that giving Mm -hmm. me what I really need? Like it's, um, yeah, it's it's that awakening. (laughs) Dave and I sometimes have a problem with the word balance. We, you know, we often, you know, it, it's a, it's a fine balance, but sometimes I think we, uh, in health, you know, you can, we err on the side of balance, like, oh, don't do the extreme diet, you know, oh, you're too tired. Don't exercise five times a week, you know, like, oh, you're a busy mom. Yeah. That's okay. That's your, you know. And I mean, I get it. There's times for balance and there's times where you don't push. But when you're sitting there facing, you know, a rebound of cancer or something, maybe, maybe there's time for balance, you know, if you're not mentally um, in a place to do it. But sometimes, sometimes it's like fucking go time, right? Sometimes (laughs) (laughs) you have to. Yeah. And I think if you've been so in one way for so many years, like balance to you is really just incorporating a couple of things. Like it's how we interpret that balance. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you need to get slapped upside the face in life. Like I know I've needed it a couple of times. Oh, now I get it. Right? Like you do. Like it's how many times can you be hit over the head? Be like, okay, this is, I need something to really change. Exactly. Yeah. And then maybe re find balance after that. But yeah, I yes. think that's, that's what cancer uh, seems to do. At least um, in my, in my little experience with it, it seems like it, it does like but, uh, force you into action, right? Commit. Totally. But I even find like with diet and even, um, putting someone on just say like, for example, a ketogenic diet, that's not going to be like that low carb. You can't, no one's going to be that compliant for years and years to come. So I'm all about diet variation, switching things up. So creating a new balance, like a healthier, um, a lifestyle versus saying eat this way forever or else you're going to get the cancer back. Like that grief and that fear alone is cancer causing. So if someone's petrified to live a certain mm-hmm. do something that makes them happy then um you wonder what's that doing to their emotional state too right it's not just what you're talking about sustainability of change right like uh, if, i i like the combo of like maybe going to like your retreat idea okay so you get it intensive mm-hmm. 
and you need that to sort of get traction. Like you were talking about, like I want some results. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing gets you going to step two better than a good result in step one, right? And so fully commit, step one, it's in, okay, good. I, I'm seeing the result when I live like this intensity, but then yes. you have to transfer that to like, and this, again, there's analogies with the meditation center. Like the meditation center is to help you live like a monk for 10 days. But you don't live like a monk for the rest of your life. Exactly. You know? yeah. you, you're supposed to go and then meditate, you know, one or two hours a day, which I think is extreme anyway. But like the point is you go extreme, you learn it, you get traction. That's why they make you do it for 10 days. They go, okay, you, you have to do this fully. If you don't commit, you yeah. don't know what it does. And yes. then you have to go, how do I sustainably integrate uh, the things that really, really are important for me? Exactly. And I think the problem is a lot of people don't really know what it feels like to be healthy. They kind of just think exactly. their fatigue is normal. They think, oh, I've, I'm used to having this condition. Like they don't know what's on the other side. And so when you really like, like the 10 day retreat, like force them to do that, that whole fog may be lifted and they have mm. this whole awakening of, wow, this is what's on the other side. And let me try to incorporate even 50% of this going forward and think exactly. of how much of a better journey you would be on. So that's pretty cool, that analogy, because you are just really um, immersed into it and you have no choice but to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like It's like that chemistry term, right? You're like overcoming that activation energy, right? You're getting a little inertia because you've been stuck and you just need that little boost of something to get over the hump. And then, you know, you set a new set. Kara, you're in the nerd zone you're in the nerd zone there. Activation <laughs> energy. God, I like the inertia. Yes. <laughs> inertia. Yes, we'll go with inertia. <laughs> no, but it's so true. And so even we find like on day one and day two of people coming into the retreat, they are just like, I want to lie down. We don't really see them that much. They're kind of in their own lounge chair, minding their own business. They just want to sleep and rest. And we know like we have an awesome staff here where the nurses will bring them their drinks every hour and a half, like saying, this is what you need to drink. This is what you need to swallow. This is what you need to do. So they don't like literally have to think, but then you see around day four and five, they're getting up and like doing their thing and having that more of the independence where it's literally in five days, a whole 360 of, of their health. So, so um, cool. that momentum of when, when you're feeling so crappy, um, you don't. And also too, I find this is very common in a lot of people who are sick. They don't want to ask their family to do these things for them. They feel like they're a burden. Um, they feel like they're, they don't want someone to take care of them. And so they try to keep going at the speed that they were going before getting diagnosed. And that's where they realize, okay, maybe that was the problem. They were taking care of everyone else. So for them to ask for help is a really big deal. So here we say like, no, like lie down, rest. Like that is so like, let's change that from go, go, go all the time and let's get you nourished. So they really, um, are able to rest, right? So do people sometimes uh, come uh, for like a, a retreat and then go back and integrate some of it? And then do they come back again and, and integrate more and, and sort of like, do they go in sort of uh, cycles of coming back a, a few times or is it like a one-time deal or what do you normally see? Yeah. So it depends where you live. A lot of the people that come are from the States. So we have a follow-up um, 
program basically where we say we need to check in and that would usually involve doing those tests and we can say let's dig in further to see what's going on so we would modify your treatment plan um, based on where you're at but the people that live locally it's really nice because they can continue the vitamin c treatments the myers cocktails they can continue the saunas the, con the colonic so it would be a way less um it's not as intense as that, but they would, whether you live, um, and even if they live further away, they would find clinics where they can kind of keep up with these uh, therapies on their own, just so they don't um, need to go back to square one again. They can continue, and, and they feel so good that they want to continue and find the clinics. So whether they come here or do it somewhere else, um, they definitely have that option. What other, um, so I, we're sort of focusing a lot on cancer. I know it's not all you do, but what are the other sort of therapists that uh, you like to have on your side? Like I know Kara has a few, uh, you know, therapists or, or doctors that she likes to have on her sort of team for the patient's best outcome and interest. What are some other ones on your team that you'd like, on your dream team that you'd think people should probably touch base with at least in uh, to be complimentary to seeing a naturopath like you? So... Um, one thing that I never, like in naturopathic school, I never realized how important it was, um, but spine health and nervous system health is so important. Like I really felt like when I graduated, I just looked at chiropractic as, oh, neck pain, back pain. Um, if you don't have an ache and pain, like why would you go to see a chiropractor? And also I haven't always had the best experiences with some, but I didn't realize there's over two different types of chiropractic um, therapists like, or the way that they practice. And so um, if I didn't talk about my, my husband's a chiropractor, so he works in the clinic. <laughs> he works under me, actually. I, I'm his boss. Amazing. <laughs> so I, I hired Smart him. Man. That a girl. <laughs> I hired him for the clinic, but he, um, what's really cool is he did his, um, certification in neurofunctional acupuncture too. And he uses acupuncture along with electro stim. So anyone who's even like post chemo where they're, they have nerve damage, um, or even just like subluxations from years of like just traumas or injuries that they're not even aware of. I've seen unbelievable changes when it comes to chiropractic care way beyond just pain. So mm -hmm. even like having the nervous system more alert and feeding the organs and the um, nerve cells in the gut and uh, activating immune systems. So that I would say is like they're seeing when, when they come in for the retreat, it's literally they're seeing the chiropractor up to like six times in the day um, to really get their nerve cells and things um, activated. So that's, that's one. Um, we offer a lot of lymphatic. So whether it's a lymphatic therapist, we have um, vibe plates where the patients literally just stand on, get their whole lymphatic system moving. I think that's a, um, a really important service that we don't talk about enough um, because when you're sick, you don't feel like going for a walk or going for a run. You're not going to be exercising like you would when you're feeling healthy. So so the uh, lymphatic treatments are really important. Um, and then also a therapist. We have a social worker here too. And then also another therapist I love referring to who does um, neuro-linguistic reprogramming. And she intertwines that with hypnosis. So it's really cool. So going back to these like deep states where you felt a certain way and really reprogramming um, when it comes to health. So even like she'll help with your addiction to sugar and why you feel like you need to have that all the time. So not just working on the physiology, but she'll work on it mentally too. Um, 
what else? Colon hydrotherapy. We have, I don't think I could run this practice without a colon therapist. Um, their job, it takes a special person to be a colon therapist too. <laughs> the stories that we hear coming out, like she'll see parasites coming out of there. Um, yeast, candida, um, tons of bile release, like metals. Like she'll see so much coming out that it's like, no wonder you feel like garbage, right? Like, so when she was really excited here, Dave's getting excited about this. <laughs> The gut gangsters tuning in. <laughs> so you caught my. Oh, I don't. I don't want to share my experience. <laughs> oh, share it. Do it. No, because it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't like my particular time. I did it. I didn't like it, so I didn't want to share it. But now you've you've made me talk, and I don't lie. So I had to. I didn't like it. So maybe you could tell us like more good yes. stories because I went. And I really <laughs> disliked the whole process. I have to say, but I've been sort why? of. Gut- why wouldn't you like? That? <laughs> why wouldn't you enjoy that? <laughs> who knows? Who knows why? But anyway, I was like, all right, I got to go do it because I'm a gut guy, and I'm like, I don't want to tell my patients. I don't want to refer to anyone to someone yeah. if I haven't gone and experienced yeah. the. <laughs> I think enjoyment is in the brochure, Dave. I don't think the word enjoyment is there. <laughs> no, especially the first like two minutes of the procedure. Like you don't, no one enjoys that. Like it's really something. And what's really great is our colon therapist like kind of um, calls out the elephant in the room. She's like, yeah, this part's you're not going to like. And this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing is like when it comes to colon therapy, this <laughs> I don't know how much detail here, but the speculum, like it's not going in far at all, right? So there's no risk of puncturing. Felt or far. <laughs> okay, so let's I don't just, know. Do, can you just explain to the listeners? Because some people <laughs> might be like, what the heck are what they talking about? What do? are and they what doing? Does Lori, what does Lori sign people up for? <laughs> I know. This podcast is going to a new direction here. So. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, so basically, I think the problem with colon hydrotherapy is that people try it once, and if it doesn't solve all of their problems or it wasn't what they expected it to be, they think this is whack. I'm not doing this again, right? And so that's usually like the dabblers, the ones that just come that's in. Me. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> so it is a terrifying, like, yeah, like no one. And if it's not explained properly of why you're doing this, and explain like what's coming out and why it's important to get that out and how to replace that afterwards and what to do, then you will be turned off very quickly. Like you think, why did I pay for this hour of torture? (laughs) So what I do differently in the clinic is we're actually giving you these treatments every single day. If you're toxic, you're having them twice a day. So literally you are getting rid of, like there's no way you cannot have a whole new digestive tract and new system after a week of leaving here. You feel so clean and so light. Um, The reason why I'm such a big fan of them is because of all the garbage that I've seen coming out. And you can't just do that from like taking a laxative and Mm -hmm. sitting on the toilet. Like this is an hour of really getting, um, it's like going to the gym for your gut right? Like it's the, the water going in is really um, toning the colon wall. And so um, it's a therapy that you, you have to look at as another treatment plan. Like you, when I, when we do them here, even for the average person coming in, we'd say at least two days in a row having them. And just even on the second colonic, the stuff that's coming out is like drastically different. And I think too, people are scared of this treatment. So of course you're gonna be like holding tense and not wanting mm-hmm. to, and like how successful can a treatment be if you're like, in fear mode the whole time so we have to like set the set the lights right have the music right we have to be like (laughs) a gentle approach to this because we realize it is a very intimidating um procedure and some people and ancient though right 
Yeah, like I, I had my first colonic when I was 12. And it, it was oh. from when I had an earache and my mom took me for a colonic. I'm like, what in God's name does having a colonic have to do with having an earache? Like, why? Right? Like, it made yeah. no sense to me. I was young. I'm thinking, why can't I go on antibiotics like the rest of my friends would? So after having colonics, like you just realize, okay, that's where your immune system is. Like, this is where we need to focus on. And as your system is getting stronger, yeah, that earache will start to go away or that infection or that skin issue will start to go away. So she, I learned a lot from Dr. Bernard Jensen, where my mother actually trained with him, who's one of like the four founders of gut health. And so she learned directly from him, from his healing ranch. And so she implemented all of his therapies onto me. So I was traumatized at a very young age, thinking, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but now look at me now, right? I'm now <laughs> getting people to do this all the time. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm sold. I might have to come for a series of colonics and uh, hang out at your clinic. Your clinic sounds fun. It is yeah, I'd fun. I'd like to come for a week, please. Yes, you guys can both come. And, and we should do like a daily um, podcast and see mm. how you feel after and right? You know, I think the setup with the colonics is key. Just like we've been like the theme here today is sort of like set people up for the commitment because I wasn't, I was a dabbler. Uh, and uh, if you're going to dabble, uh, you might run for the hills, which is what I did. Like when, she, when she said at the end, oh, would you like to book a follow-up? I'm like, no, thank you. Here's my money. I'm out of here. <laughs> exactly. They run, you run for your life. But yeah, yeah. Like not running in a perfect form either. After that. <laughs> and that's the thing too. If people leave right after having a colonic, like you have to sit on the toilet for a good 10 minutes. So you don't have an accident later. Right. It's, the whole setup, like the education before, during, like we educate, that's, I'd say like 50% of the change that we see is educating them and what's coming out and why it's important to have a series and not just saying, okay, let's um, just work miracles in this one mm -hmm. session, right? Mm -hmm. There's a theme here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's like with naturopathic medicine and whole, and in general, right? Like someone who just dabbles, like what change are you really going to see? Yeah, well, even Kara and I are sort of re revamping our our style of practice as much as we can to have more touch points as a sort of similar similar idea. Like, let's get together more often. Maybe not as long, but we're gonna get to because you need you need it's a process. And like, mm -hmm. how many times when you when you go to see like a practitioner once is it gonna fix everything in one go? It's it's not like that. So. But we do hope for that. And that's exactly with your colonic experience. And I hear that all the time. Like, oh, I went to, I had a colonic. It didn't really work for me. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. what are you looking for for it to work? Like, what were you, what was your expectation? So, um, yeah, really looking at what the expectations are and what you actually think should work and what the actual process is and why you're doing it. That's a big mm -hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. And so you have a couple other things. So you do IV therapy and you have sauna therapy too. Yes. So vitamin C therapy, um, we do that with every single cancer patient, whether they're going through chemo or before or after even um, any journey, any part of the journey of the cancer process. So high dose vitamin C therapy is so great because it turns into a pro-oxidant in the body. So it's not like taking oral vitamin C. So we can achieve doses up to 50 or 75,000 milligrams of vitamin C. And a lot of oncologists will say, no, don't do this therapy while chemo radiation, like avoid all antioxidants. But we know the research is it's a pro-oxidant. So it's very synergistic. And 
and actually allows your immune system to fight stronger throughout the process so people can generally carry on with their conventional treatments and care without skipping because your immune system is so low. Um, so vitamin C therapy is a really important one that we do um, a few times a week or once a week, depending on where you are in the process. Um, and then also more nutrition therapy for IVs. So if someone has like peripheral neuropathy or fatigue or um, any kind of issue or like appetite that we can do, um, we can kind of customize the IV bags. So depending where they are in the process, we would change up the protocol. Um, and then what was the other one you said we do? And the sauna. So that is the, so saunas are really great because um, you can use them for skin conditions. So whether it's um, like psoriasis or eczema or anything that's um, any infection in the body, but also just when you're heating up to that um, process, you go into a process called autophagy. So it's cleaning up any kind of dead cellular debris. So it's helping replenish your immune system. And um, so it's, how often do people really sweat to that degree, right? So mm -hmm. that's such an important part where we'll say every day you're going into that sauna and with the ozone, with the heat, it's actually a much shorter time. So a lot of people are like, oh, I can't sit in a sauna for 45 minutes. Like that's too much. So with the, when you use ozone, it's really only a 15-minute treatment that they would have to do. And then we also get them to do um, – cold showers after. So we do like kind of incorporate a more of a hydrotherapy session too. So they'll go from hot to cold, hot to cold. So it's really just that extra boost for their immune system and lymphatics. I do it every day. Do you? Cold shower you. always. Yeah. Yep. It's the best. And I'm addicted to them too. Like you just, they're awful during the moment, in the moment, but <laughs> <They are. laughs> you really, <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever, that will go away, but you just feel so good. Like I'm, yeah. I'm convinced of it too. I can sometimes if like if my ears are cloggy, I can, you know, feel them like sort of unclog and stuff just from that little bit of cold water, uh, changing the blood flow around. It's pretty cool. Um, Lori, this, you're fun and you got lots of I want to go to your clinic more than anyone I think we've talked to. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, like a amusement park for a naturopath. Like <laughs> It is. Well, I basically like, what would I want if I was sick? What would I want to do? And so yeah. this is the exact setting that I've created of let's keep it all in one location and get you well um, while not making it such a disease oriented space, right? Like everyone mm -hmm. is happy here. We have fun music. Like it's really, we have that cafe bar where people can just order whatever they want. Like it's, it is, um, we try to make it like that. So healing shouldn't be such a torture except for the uh. clinics, right? But <laughs> well, yeah, you, you sweat a lot though there too. So that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lori, can we always ask our guests this, what is one takeaway you would like our listeners to uh, leave this podcast with? Ooh. Um, one you knew that was coming. No. Um, one takeaway would be to um, really look at health as if it was any other job that you have in your life. So don't put health on the side because you have a busy job that you need to attend to, look at health as if it is your job and you'll start to see the changes and outcomes as if you have goals um, that you're getting paid for, right? But getting paid in different ways, so. Love it. I like that because if you don't have your health, you're not much, not much use at your job and in your relationships and all that anyway. So mm -hmm. I like that. Exactly. So where can our listeners find you? So I know you have a book, Live Longer and Stronger with Breast Cancer and that, tell us a little bit about that. 
So that's available on Amazon right now. And it's really teaching the foundations of how to create an environment that doesn't produce cancer. So whether you're in remission or you're scared of getting cancer, wherever you are in the process, it's filled with um, meal plans and um, detox regimens. So it's really um, incorporating like mind body connection too. Um, so the book is accessible to anyone right now. Um, you can also go onto my website, insidehealthclinic.com, and then also even on Instagram where I post lots of really fun, exciting stories too, and hopefully lots of um, value that people find valuable. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. Dr. Dave, any parting thoughts? I, I just want to go there. <laughs> where okay. physically is it? Like you, you talked about all these, the, you know, the, the cyberspace locations, but where physically are you? Yeah. So I'm in Oakville, Ontario, and it's, we conveniently um, chose a clinic space where above us is um, condo. Um, so people can rent out their like Airbnb all the time where you just rent the room and have the whole place to stay. Um, so in Oakville, that's where we're located. Okay. Um, Kara, mm -hmm. we have to go to Oakville at some point. Let's do yes. it. We'll even yeah. just make it like a day retreat. It doesn't need yes. to be the whole week, but we'll just say, okay, this day you're dedicating your health and I want you guys to leave feeling amazing. TNP on the road. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Do that. I'm staying the whole week. Give me that colonics package. I'm, I'm doing it. We'll just Double do seven up. in a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, condense the seven day to one day. Yeah. <laughs> No, Lori, thanks so much. You, you, you bring so much energy and some, uh, some yeah. really, really unique perspective to what we're doing. You make it fun and it's wellness focused and it's, uh, it brings in a lot of the rootsy stuff, but uh, in, a, in a way that is super accessible. And, and uh, I think the model of doing something more than an hour a day every four weeks or whatever is right. just something that is that we, we naturopaths really have to think long and hard about. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've made me think about how, how we could approach women's health differently. We need a, mm -hmm. a retreat like that for, for women. Oh, yes. it, had to come, it had to come yeah. to that. It had to yes. come to women's health well, for Kara. And you can have a gut retreat. <laughs> it's just colonics and well, kombucha. How do I compete Com with kombucha high intensity? And colonics. <laughs> how do I compete with high intensity colonic? I don't know. And so what the cool part too is like the coffee bar, you can get coffee in the clinic too. So you not only drink it, organic coffee in the clinic, but you can really, um, Both we're ends. just so diverse here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that we had this conversation. This was fun. And um, I hope we can do this again soon. Yes. People need Thanks to know so about much, what Doc. you're doing. Thanks so much, Lori. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. That's okay. soon. Bye. 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 Bye.